are again, another Friday, another Friday Five episode on the Agent Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Rupel, and if this is your first time listening, welcome. This is our weekly list of five things you should know about. Number one on our list this week. I said I would mention it, and that is all we're going to do this week, but the Inflation Reduction Act did indeed pass through the House of Representatives late last Friday, and it then went on to be signed by President Biden. There have been a lot of write-ups about what is and is not included in that piece of legislation, and some of those same pieces have highlighted when the changes go into effect. But rather than rehash that topic again, we invite you to check out last week's episode for more details, And we will be linking to the full text of that bill in our notes this week. Number two, so excited about this one. The Food and Drug Administration announced this week that beginning in mid-October, over-the-counter hearing aid devices would begin to be available to the general public sans prescription. And Beyond the incredibly cool fact that hearing aids will be available without a prescription, that's taking one barrier away. The second barrier, prohibitive cost, is also something the FDA hopes to address with this change. According to the most recent studies and full transparency, they were held in 2016, which for our industry is considered recent. The cost of a hearing aid varies widely depending on what type of hearing aid it is and where it is purchased. A 2019 paper on the accessibility of hearing care services for Medicare beneficiaries found, quote, hearing aids cost an average of $4,700 per set. However, there is great variability. The cost per set ranges from $2,200 to $7,000, in part because of different technology offerings, as well as the hearing care services sold with them, end quote. The hope with this legislation is to increase utilization and also create competition to drive down those high costs associated with hearing aids. According to the FDA, the target audience would be adults with mild to moderate hearing issues. Their estimates suggest that close to 30 million adults could benefit from using a hearing aid. The FDA also says only about one-fifth of the population with hearing problems currently use hearing aids. Again, as someone with hearing issues, this would be something I'd love to utilize, especially in louder social settings where I often have to smile and nod along because I literally cannot hear what's being said. In the office, we've talked about how this might be a way to gift one of these over-the-counter hearing aids to a loved one, those who may be reluctant to try one out because of the stigma associated with wearing one. Maybe in time, that stigma will also disappear. Number three. A few weeks back, I mentioned the importance of a morning routine and how that can set you up for a great day. I recently read another article on this subject, and I think the thing that struck me the most, four entrepreneurs with four very different examples of how they start their mornings and why their method works for them. 
waking up early, working out, logging online immediately, even drinking a glass of chocolate milk. Now, we will have that article in the notes, but I think the most important takeaway, at least for me, is something we hopefully talk about frequently with our clients. One size fits all is not a thing. There's no one size fits all insurance plan. And there's not a one size fits all formula to get up in the morning and get motivated to take on your day. That said, though, there is a common thread here. It's about intentionality and checking in with yourself to keep what's working and change what's not. And your habits and methods will change over time, but it's that dedication to checking in and making sure that you're evaluating the process that is so important. This is something I've had on my mind as we've been prepping for another AEP season and looking to expand the content here on the podcast. I'm thinking more about motivation, how we keep moving forward, what you've found that's worked for you, how you turn something around in a meaningful way. Basically, we want to start sharing even more stories and insight from our agents here on the podcast. So if that sounds like something you would be interested in, please let us know. There are so many ways to reach out to us by email at asgpodcast at ridderim.com. You can call into our voicemail line and leave a message for us. You can reach out on social. We want to hear from you, and we would love to feature you here on the podcast. Number four, subscriptions might seem like they are everywhere these days, but Somehow, it is still a novel idea on social media. These platforms have been free since their inception, for the most part, and only recently have we seen companies dabble with subscriptions like Twitter Blue and Tumblr Post Plus. Snapchat was the most recent to offer a subscription service, the aptly named Snapchat Plus. In just six weeks, the service has racked up one million paying users. Subscribers get access to Snapchat desktop and a handful of other features that are not yet available to the non-paying public. And it's a feature that I've often mentioned I would like Instagram to adopt, and maybe that's on the list for the future. Meta does tend to copy what the other platforms are doing. But it'll be interesting to see where the user base for Snap's subscription service is at in another couple of months. One million users in six weeks, that's pretty impressive. But according to their latest statistics from Q4 of 2021, the platform had 319 million daily users. So quite a long way to go before making a dent in that larger user pool. And of course, still no word on a subscription-type service for Instagram along the lines of what's available on Twitter, Tumblr, and now Snapchat. Number five, super short one here, but I do have to mention it because I am an Apple fangirl. Rumors are swirling that Wednesday, September 7th, 
is the day for the next Apple event. The company is expected to officially announce the iPhone 14 lineup along with Apple Watch Series 8 at the event. Now, I look forward to these presentations throughout the year, whatever they happen to be about, not just because of the devices, but the production quality that goes into creating the promo videos and presentations. It also happens that this year is an upgrade year for me. I sat out on the iPhone 13, but I am ready to grab an iPhone 14 Pro Max to replace my current iPhone 12 Pro Max. Still not 100% sure about the launch date for the phones, but again, the rumors suggest that September 16th is the day the iPhone 14 will launch, and I have already submitted my time off request for that day because, again, I do geek out over new phone releases. Rupel recommends... In the spirit of all things fall, we are just over halfway through the month of August, and Duncan has beaten everyone to the pumpkin patch this year. Beginning on Wednesday this week, their fall menu took over stores, bringing the pumpkin cream cold brew, pumpkin spice signature latte, and new nutty pumpkin coffee. Now, I'm not obsessive about PSL. I will maybe have one during the season, typically a flavored coffee rather than the latte. But the new nutty pumpkin flavor sounds like an interesting blend. It's iced coffee with a blend of hazelnut to bring the nutty to pumpkin spice, and I'm kind of curious how that would taste. If you're more of a Dunkin' Refresher fan, there's a new Blood Orange Refresher coming. This one is a blend of blood orange, cranberry, ginger, and cinnamon. And then refreshers are made with either green tea or coconut milk. So that is a lot of different flavors coming together in one glass. Not quite sure how it would taste, but our email marketing specialist Tessa suggested It might be similar to a wassail, so I might have to try that out as well. In addition to the drinks, there is the glazed pumpkin donut, pumpkin munchkins, and a pumpkin muffin coming to round out the menu. And a quick update here, I did get my hands on a case of Coca-Cola Dream World last weekend. If you follow me on Instagram, you likely saw my post there. But in case you don't, I do want to recap it here. If I had to pinpoint a flavor of Dream World Coke, it's definitely citrus, but more of a tropical citrus with notes of papaya and mango rather than orange. And it's not bad, but if I had to choose between Dream World and Starlight, I'd have to go with Starlight. I happen to be a fan of vanilla Coke. That's always going to be my flavored cola choice. And I think Starlight hits on a lot of those same notes. Now, it did take me a bit of time to warm up to the flavor of Coke Starlight. So maybe that will happen with Dream World. But my initial thought, not as much of a fan as I thought I would be. And that's all we've got for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a great weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe out there. And we will see you next week. 
The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel. Script editing by Tina Lamaru. Artwork by Vivian Zhao. Thank you.